This is Steeler Country, episode 162 for week 7, 2015, when the Pittsburgh Steelers lost to the Kansas City Chiefs 13-23, to recorded October 26, 2015. get the game straight from the NFL. Like, they found the link to the stream that you can just plug in, like, your computer, and then it will just play the NFL's real stream of the game, which is, it's like, so, so it's, like, perfect HD quality, like, no buffering, nothing, it's just, like, perfect. Um, so it's what, it's what they're sending out to all the affiliates. Yeah, basically, it's what they're sending out, it's what, no, it's their, it's what they're sending out to the foreign countries who buy, uh, their, like, the NFL has, like, a, a pass, oh. you can swear, where people from, like, you know, uh, Another country can stream the games online. Huh. Yeah, it's uh... so um, you know the Steelers lost. I don't know if you guys watched that this week. Did they play a game? They did. Unfortunately, the Steelers did play this week. Uh, and you know what? I watched it. So I got to watch it in. I got to watch the first half anyway in a bar. Um, and I, I mean, the first half was like any other Steeler game. Right? It didn't feel like. There were no signs in the first half of like, well, Steelers are going to lose this one. It just kind of felt like, yep, this is the same same thing I've been watching since Ben's been out. Here we go again. Yeah, it was that same recipe, you know, no offense, but and the other team putting up all kinds of yards but no points. Yeah. And so, you know, you get to be 6 nothing, and you're like laughing. You're like, oh, it's almost halftime, and you idiots are up by 6 points, and we could get one lucky play. And, you know, we'll have the lead. And I was like, okay, well, the Steelers are probably going to win this game because all we want to do, and this held true really to the fourth quarter. Right. All we want to do is be within one score at the end of the game. Right. And we were within one score into the fourth quarter. So, yeah, I I really thought the Steelers were going to win that game. Yeah. And, you know, God, what's uh, – you know, it, I guess it felt to me or like – it felt like me to me like we were actually able to to move. I was kind of disappointed in the offense, in not not in that um, you know they weren't able to move the ball, but that that they were able to move the ball. But it just kind of felt like man, this offense is leaving points on the field, which in a game where you know we're not, we're not playing with you know the full strength, you can't really be kicking field goals here. I kind of you know that first like that first drive where we drove down and then D'Angelo had the drop on third down. Which was just a terrible drop because he's wide open and it's an easy first down, and then we kick the field goal there and it's like, eh, that's gonna come back to bite us. But yeah, I mean, it just it, we, we hung around, hung around, hung around. Um, you know, defense doing the same thing, like you said, giving up yards. Um, first half was same old thing. I mean, I, I thought both units played okay. You know, they played, oh, they played okay. Like the offense, if they would have scored one more touchdown, and the defense didn't give up that touchdown late. You know, they could have squeaked out another close one. Yeah. So they played good, but just not good enough, both sides of the ball. I mean, I was really disappointed in giving up that second touchdown. That was the, Yeah, that was a killer because uh, that was the one you didn't expect the defense to give up. It was 16-13 to 13 at that point. We had just scored a field goal on a drive. It was another drive where you kind of felt like, yeah, you need Yeah, it. that was like an 85-yard drive too. Uh, yeah, well, it was, and it was all happening in two plays. Um you know, the, the Chiefs, I mean, give give Alex Smith credit because we brought the heat all day and it didn't phase him, and he just made play after play. And that last one, the 26-yarder to, to Kelsey. Down. Well, they had, I mean, I noticed early on, they had a nice blocking team. They were, they were they, they managed to keep, maintain a nice pocket, and the blitzers, they managed to keep them in a, in a pocket formation so he could always step up. 
Yep. Um, and, and it rarely interfered with his throwing. He had, he had enough time to comfortably dump the, do his little dink and dunk passing that he likes to do. And, uh, and really, you know, Butler didn't have an answer to that. And there was just no way of overcoming it. Yeah. And there needed to be an answer to that. And there, and there just wasn't the whole game. It never broke down and maintained it for the whole game. Yeah. And it, and it didn't seem like it was really going to hurt us. I mean, yes, they were getting yards, but they, they still weren't able to finish. Right. And so, um, I mean, the pressure wasn't getting there, and Smith, you know, Smith definitely seemed more comfortable than like Rivers did or or Palmer did the last couple. But still, you know, I mean, when it was six, when they had sixteen points, I didn't really feel like, well, this game's completely out of hand now. You needed the offense to come down and score a touchdown, which they did. You know, give the offense credit for actually you know getting that that those points right when they needed them. Um, but yeah, I said last week, like some, you know, this defense. I think this is going to happen to this defense every once in a while. You know, when you play with fire like this, this isn't a dominating shut you down. You can't move the football defense, right? We have a clear deficiency, which is if we don't get to you, there are going to be holes in our secondary. It's just that's how we, that's how our team is right now. We have a real deficiency in the secondary, um, and Alex Smith was able to to pick that apart and then capitalize on it late in the game, right? You know, at the worst possible moment for the Steelers. I think a lot of it was that their plays are designed for him to release the ball very quickly, very short plays. I mean, yeah. and everyone knows that going in, that they're not going to throw deep. So I don't know why we couldn't take advantage of that. And the other thing that really hurts the Steelers, or it's starting to haunt us again, is not being able to cover the tight end. I mean, those were – I mean, getting rid of the ball quick, we're not going to get any pressure, and then not covering, right. I mean, that's a that's the recipe for disaster. Yeah. It hurt. It hurt. I mean, Kelsey, you know, Kelsey had a big game. I mean, he, he had a big game only because of that last, the last one was the absolute killer, the 26 yarder on, uh, you know, whatever it was, the second or third down. Um, that was a money play. They, they needed that. They needed to move the ball there because you have to think if the Steelers get the ball back 16 to 13, you know, we're probably, if Le'Veon's playing well, Brown was starting to get into a rhythm. Uh, that offense probably was back down and scores at least another field goal. Um, but the the Chiefs made those plays, and then we, you know, for whatever reason, uh, we couldn't stop the run again. A lot of people have talked about Tuit being out, being a, a potential uh, key there, and the the rotation of the defensive line. West had that long thirty six yarder down the sideline that got them within goal goal to go situation at the end. And on that play, we had no starting defensive lineman, and on that play, it was a rotation out where he had all backups, and he went for thirty six. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, like. A lot of people are saying a lot of people are negative about the defense this week. I don't know if I'm that. I don't know if I'm so negative on it. If this is the worst defensive performance we're going to have, this is if this is the Steelers' defense version of a bad defensive performance. I think I can take it. I can, this is if this is as bad as it's going to get. We gave up 23 to the Chiefs, um, and we left a bunch of points out there. We gave them three turnovers. I think I'm okay with that. Yeah, it was. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I'm not down on the defense. I'm a little. I am disappointed. I am disappointed in them because, uh, I mean, I picked the Steelers defense this week, you know, on my little stupid fantasy crap that you do. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, and I usually look for a, an offense that's not a very good offense. Um, and, you know, are they playing a decent defense? Yeah. And that was like perfect. I'm like, yeah, this, this is exactly what I want. Um, and, uh, and really, I mean, the Steelers defense didn't do bad. I mean, he gave up, what did they give up? 19 points or something. Um, I mean, that's not, that's not terrible. And then you have to, I sound like a broken record, but you have to 
look at the other side and say, what's the offense doing to contribute? You know, what are you guys doing? How many are you holding the ball for a while? And they yeah. really didn't. I mean, I don't know how lopsided time. I don't think time possession was that awful. It was better than it's been. But um, uh, so I was, I was a little, I was a little disappointed. Mostly in that they couldn't get any pressure, meaningful pressure on Smith. Um, that's where I was disappointed in. But I was impressed with them. You know, not giving up points and holding them to field goals and stuff for almost the whole game. Yeah. So that last little bit of, yeah, I mean, that last drive was disappointing. And that rotation, I guess, uh, you know, I didn't realize that when it happened. Um, you know, what was going on? I was watching the end of the game in a car. Um, but uh, if if they have no starters in there, you know, unless there's some injury or some extenuating circumstance, that should never happen. That rotation's got to be watched. So that, you know, there's never that kind of situation. Because, I mean, we have defensive line talent now. Yeah, I, well, to its injury, uh, to its injury hurt there. Really when was, he, he a la- was he a late scratch? He was a pretty, I mean, he was, uh, I don't know, I think he was ruled out on Friday. Because he didn't practice much. And he got hurt last, last game? Week, or yeah, la- la- last week he got hurt in the game. He had a shoulder injury. Yeah, we did, I think we definitely missed him. Uh, he's been, he's been our, you could argue he's been our best defense, or one, one of the best. He has the most sacks of anyone. And I think Joe's comment about the defense, you know, the defense plays better when the offense holds the ball and vice versa. And in this case, I mean, the Chiefs had 32 minutes of time of possession, which was helped by 9 of 16 on third downs. I mean, that's a good third down conversion for a team. Bad for our defense. And we we were only 2 for 10 on third downs. The third downs for so, us, yeah, third downs for us really killed us on offense. You know, the thing about this offense is that it – you know, if you look, if you just want to look at effectiveness in moving the football, uh, I thought we did a pretty decent job. Um, you know, I, I thought we did, I thought we did okay. I thought we did okay moving the football. I, I wasn't, I wasn't displeased with it um, offensively. But like I said, drives stalled too much on third down, and there were a lot of weird sequences in this game. I already talked about D'Angelo's um, his miss on on third down, right? The the drop, and then you've got. Um, you know, what was it the next possession or maybe two possessions later? Uh, we go for it on fourth and one, and it was a it was four run it was an all run drive. It was seven plays all runs, which I'm actually okay with because we were moving the football. Uh, but that fourth and one play, you take Le'Veon out, you put D'Angelo in. Um, you know, maybe Le'Veon needed a, needed a breather there, but it just I don't know. That was a weird play call. It didn't go our way. Fine. Um, we ran. Yeah, Le'Ve- Le'Veon's a hard runner. And I was disappointed to see him on neither of the two, two or three short runs, yeah. you know, short yardage plays that that were out there because he is a fighter. Um, he is uh, he's wily. Um, you know, he knows he he has instinctual uh, ability to to know where to where to go to get the yards he needs. Um, so I was very disappointed that he was not in for either of those uh, early in the game. Uh, that did not didn't make did not make sense to me. Um, that, that they, they did that twice. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, I think it, so I don't want to start, you know, some any weird rumor here or anything, but I, on rewatch of the game, I think he might be hurt and or, uh, just fatigued. And Bell? I, yes. And I say that because he had a run at the end of the game that was, it was like a 45 yard run. It was, it was the, we were down 16 to 10 and it's the one where he went right down, he made the cut. And he went down the sideline, um, and he's there's not, no one in front of him now. He makes the last cut, and now it's just him, full speed ahead, touchdown. And he's if you watch the play, 
And I, I, I brought my friend in to, to watch with me just to make sure I wasn't going crazy. He's noticeably slow on the play. It's noticeably not Le'Veon speed on that play. And he gets caught easily, and he, he's caught at, like, the 15-yard line, and that led to field goal there. Um, but did he get hurt in any – I mean, he was suspended the first two games. He hasn't missed any games because he hasn't, of you know, he hasn't missed anything. He hasn't been on – he hasn't – look, he hasn't been on – I don't think this is, like, an injury that's going to make him miss games. But – and I'm not even saying he, he's not he's not like himself. I'm saying whatever the the – the, the burst that he had, the game-breaking speed that I, I feel like he's had, and we've seen him have, for whatever reason, and maybe it was a maybe it was a positional thing and he had too many carries or done too much in the game at that point, but it's interesting that in those times, in the third down when we passed to, to D'Angelo, on the fourth and one, uh, that we took Le'Veon out, we limited his carries in this game and wanted to get D'Angelo more into it, and then at the end of the game, he needs a game-breaking speed play, and he has it, and he's down the sideline, and he still gets caught. It was an interesting... It was an interesting play. I'm disagreeing with you because I think first they wanted to just get D'Angelo in the game because they wanted to use him. And so I think it was their mindset that, hey, on third and third short, we're going to use D'Angelo because he's going to come in hungry, number one. Right. And, and he's going to – and not that I agree with this because I like Le'Veon. I mean, Le'Veon just finds a way to get one yard all the time. I mean, all those, all those carries where he stands behind the line of scrimmage and he's patient and nothing's happening and there's nothing there, then all of a sudden he just squirts – and he got two yards. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I think that they just had a mindset that they were going to use D'Angelo more. And probably what you're saying is because they want to save Le'Veon for down the stretch, right? You don't want to wear him out. And as far as the burst of speed, I said I disagree with you, so I'm not sure about this part because you watched it again. I didn't watch that play again. But I got to believe that he just made a cut, and then he's starting to accelerate again. While the guy that caught him had to be sprinting already from 20 yards back to catch him or 15 yards back. And he basically just had a, you know, he had that um, advantage on Le'Veon because he's already in full speed. Yeah. So, and and then the other thing is, I mean, he's he, Le'Veon's fast, but he may not be the fastest guy in the NFL. I mean, sure, there sure. are some guys, cornerbacks, that are gonna be able to catch him. Yeah, I just I just thought in watching the play, I just thought, man, he's he's. It doesn't look like Le'Veon speed. I mean, it's it was to me watching the play, it was just noticeably slow, and that's why you know I went back and looking at the way. But did him. you go back and analyze any of the plays before? Because sometimes you get, you know, in anything in football, you know, you might have like something that hurts you on the play before. You don't go out of the game, but right. you're just kind of like stretching out or whatever. And then it's, but then the next play, it's bothering you or the next, you know, for a little, little been, while. Yeah, I mean, it could have been a situation. It could have just been something simple like that that's gone now. Or, yeah. But it just affected him on that play. It could have been. It was just a weird, it was just a weird play call, or a weird play. The, the play before, he did run up the middle for one yard, and then he goes, uh, oh, actually, no, I'm sorry, that's. That's not it. he. He was at two plays before he had run up the middle for. The next play was to Brown, and then he goes down the sideline for forty-two. Um, but but anyway, uh, you know the the uh, <clears throat> the point I'm trying to make is there there are just weird plays. There are just weird plays like that where it's like you know Le'Veon usually in that situation is going to score the touchdown. The the pass over the middle to the Brown where it's tipped into Brown's hands, but that he can't he juggles it. But doesn't just juggle it. He gets a Finger on it at the end to flip it back up into the air, into the safety's hands. Um, you know, so unlucky. That was a possession where – so we have the fourth down where we could have kicked the field goal there. It was a 48-yarder. Boswell probably makes it. Um, and we don't, and we miss it. Then we're at midfield, and we throw – and he throws the pass over the middle to Brown. Probably should have been a catch. Wasn't, but it ends up being an interception. There's another wasted possession. Uh, and just too too much of that happening in the game. Uh, you know, in turning, you know, the, the turnover, the two turnovers, the one didn't really kill us because we actually stopped them on, 
they didn't give up the field goal there. He missed it. But the second one was an absolute killer, and they take that interception, they go right back down, you know, they score a touchdown. Now it's 16 to 3, and now, you know, now we gotta dig ourselves out of the hole. I just thought there was a lot of weird plays like that that kind of changed, changed the game. I, and it's again, it's one of those things where it's like, I can live with this because it, I don't want to call it fluky, because there's a lot of things that the Steelers did poorly, but, you know, we didn't get, the luck wasn't on our side, let's just put it that way. Yeah, that second interception, the one that you talked about, that's when you just started thinking, man, it just may not be our day. That was a rough one. Um, but I mean, overall, okay, so then, you know, we give up, we give up the second touchdown. It's, you know, that, that was, we talked about that already. I mean, that was just good playmaking by Alex Smith and our defense. Uh, you know, didn't come up big there. We we do have an injury problem now. Gay was hurt, I believe, on that drive. Um, he had to come out, and he's probably going to be out for a little while now with a shoulder injury, which means – and uh, Cortez Allen during the last week was put on IR to make room for our new backup, Tyler Murphy. So he's out for the year now. And an already depleted – you know, of course, Will Allen's already out, Robert Golden starting in his place. So an already depleted secondary is becoming even more depleted. Uh, we're probably going to have to sign someone off the street. But are you guys ready to watch uh, starting cornerbacks uh, Antoine Blake and Ross Cockrell with uh, Brandon Boykin coming in for the uh, nickelback? Looking forward to that? Well, it's yeah. disappointing that Cortez Allen's going to be out. Um, you know, we keep hoping that he's going to have resurge his career. But Boykin now, we haven't seen hardly any of him. And he came over from Philadelphia. So, I mean, right. that part's going right. to be interesting to see. Yeah, no, he's going to end up playing the nickel because uh, Gay would play the nickel a lot um, when he was, you know, when they were in a, a three wide receiver set. And so now we'll see Boykin come into that position, um, and then we'll see Antoine Blake. You know, I thought I think Antoine Blake is getting into a situation. I don't know how you guys feel about Blake, but you know, for me, he's getting into a situation where it's like, you know, we there's got to be a better option than this guy. I mean, I know we I know our secondary is not the deepest, or we you know we don't have we don't have a ton of options to go to. But we we got this guy Boykin from, uh, you know, from uh, Philly. If if Gay is if Gay is healthy, why not play Gay and Gay and Cockrell on the outside and put put Boykin in the slot or something? I, I don't know. Blake is just I, it's a known quantity at this point, and it's not good. It seemed like Smith was targeting Boykin or uh, uh, not Boykin uh, Blake for most of the game. Blake seems to be the guy who gives up the you know third down passes it seems like like it always seems like the one guy on the Steelers who they pick on yeah and um however he does make good plays and I don't know I think instead of giving up on him you have you hope that he can continue making good plays and and uh and just make less bad plays basically because he, he and there was a couple games early in the season where he missed some tackles and um Boy, he actually Boston. had a big hit in this game though to make a guy drop a ball he did yeah he, no you're right he 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 makes a play every once in a while, but I just feel like it's it's two bad plays for every one good play that happens with him. And I don't know. I, we have Boykin on the on the on the roster. We don't use him. We traded for him. Um, you know, he, when he is out there, he's made some plays this year. It's not like he's been completely absent from the team. Um, he played a couple snaps in this one when when Gay went down. Um, I don't know. I, the thing is with this defense, if our secondary wasn't as bad as it is, um, you know, we wouldn't. Games like the Chiefs wouldn't even happen, right? We can. You know, Joe, like you talked about, this is a bad offense, so our defense, which is good, should be able to shut this down. Um, but because we're the, you know, we're not, fortunately, we're not like a shut you down kind of defense. We're a, if we get to you, you're done. If we don't get to you, eh, you know, anything can happen. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, 
that that's why we're not a that's why we're not a great defense. We're we're just better than we thought than we thought we were because you know last year we couldn't get to the quarterback and we couldn't cover either. So this year we can get to the quarterback. The Chiefs took that away, um, and you know we we didn't have an answer for that. Uh, as far gonna... as Blake, I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't found myself you know cursing at anybody on the defense, you know, in the secondary in particular. Any more than anyone else. Um, you know, Blake's a hitter. Mitchell's a hitter. Um, this guy Cockrell, he gets burned as much as anybody else does. But he he had the one game where he made uh, was was it the Ravens game where he made a couple plays. of really good plays. Yep. Um, he had an inter- interception and then a fumble recovery. Terrific fumble recovery. But then since then, though, really we haven't seen him do very much. Um, but. Uh, you know, I, I know I've seen him get burned a couple times. I don't remember him getting burned in this. Uh, no, I, I mean, this game was like a smattering of different just garbage. That went it was out. too boring. They held the ball very, too long. Yeah, it was a very boring game. It was all dig and dunk crap. And every once in a while, they get a big run on our defense. It's like, what? Well, okay, so you know, I mean, the defense is on the field for like fifteen play drives because they can't get off the field on third down, which is very annoying. And that you have to lay squarely on the on the secondary because the 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 rush isn't getting there. So just cover your guy. Right? Right. I mean, you know, they got to go for you know third and they did a lot of third and pretty longs um, where it should have been difficult to convert, and they converted them. Uh, one of them was late in the game. You guys talked about it earlier. It was a third and. I want to say it was like a third and 18 or we 19. We gave up a lot of those. Yep, we gave and, up. And they converted it. Um, very, very, very disappointing. Yeah, well, they'd have – or we'd get them in a second and 25, and they'd get, you know, 21 on second down. Um, you know, so they, then they end up with third and four, third and three. Um, so that's all – you know, I guess that falls on the secondary. I mean, but when you're in an obvious passing situation, you're, you're you know, above average pass rush ought to be able to get there. So, right. I, you know, I don't, I, I don't know what the hell was going on you know, with this game, um, but defensively, I, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, they, they didn't, it didn't seem to me like the defense, you know, let me down, nor did, did the offense. I mostly, I just look at it and go, you know, third string quarterback, uh, not a lot of points, lots of missed opportunities on offense, um, that probably could have negated some of the exposure the defense was, was subject to by just sheer number of possessions. Um, and, uh, you know, so I kind of, I kind of, I kind of look to the quarterback. I go, you know, Vic plays, probably we win. Probably we win that. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, okay. That, <clears throat> well, we luckily won't have to, we won't have to find out whether or not we could win another game with Landry or Vic because Tomlin said after the game that he is proceeding uh, as if Ben Roethlisberger will start against the Cincinnati Bengals, leading you to believe that, you know, if we absolutely had to, Ben probably could have started the Kansas City game. Um, but I think the right choice was made. Do not risk it. Because, look, at the end of the day, we come away now from the Ben Roethlisberger injury. They announced that it was going to be four to six games. It was four to six. It was four games. And we came out of those games two and two. A disappointing two and two, maybe. Um, you know, certainly we should have. I, I think every Steeler fan feels like we should have and deserved to beat Baltimore. And then this game against Kansas City. Um, you know, coming into it, I think every Steeler fan felt like, look, this is a one in five team. They're on the back foot. We, we're playing really well right now. We should come out and beat them. We did not. But two and two overall, uh, for having lost Ben Roethlisberger, I don't think is that bad. I think, you know, no one expected us to beat Arizona. 
and we miraculously came away with that win. And the same can be said about San Diego, uh, especially given the way that that game played out. So I'm not look. I don't think two and two is 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 a, a poor showing for this team without Ben. And I think given the way the AFC has played itself out, four and three is not a bad record to have right now in the AFC. So so the Tomlin. Well, I, I'm trying to think of a of a schnazzy name for this phenomena. So I'll just call it for the moment. I'll call it the the Tomlin lack of discipline phenomena. Okay, which is this season the Steelers' losses are to. You know, throw the Patriots out of it, okay, because mm-hmm. that's the first game of the season. And we all said, you know, what that, what we thought about that way back when. Okay, so from Patriots going forward, the Steelers lost to the then winless Ravens. Mm-hmm. And also lost to the, at the time, one and five Chiefs. Right. Okay, uh, and then you could go, you could take that back to last season, and you can apply that to the horrible on the road Saints. Okay, um, who came into Pittsburgh and won, um, lost to the Jets, who were the the doormat of the league at the time the Steelers lost to them, uh, lost to the um, hapless, you know, Johnny Football, the rookie uh, who didn't even play, but everybody wanted to have him play, uh, Cleveland Browns on the road, lost to the Tampa Bay Bucks at home, um, and then I think that I you know I. I wasn't prepared to make this statement because, but I did think about this over the weekend. But I think you can go back further than that, and there are other losses like that, inexplicable losses, poorly playing teams in the recent Tomlin era. Um, and it is certainly true this year. We lost in this stretch that you just described. We won the two games you would have expected to lose, and lost the two games you would expected to win during this during this run without Ben. So you're well. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, you think this is a poor showing without Ben? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying good. Two and two is right where we should be, but we won the two games we everyone would think you would lose, and right. lost the two games you would think you would win. Right. right. So if you win the two games you'd think you'd you'd lose, well, arguably, then you ought to we, come out. We better. could have lost all four. I mean, if if Vic doesn't go crazy at the end, and then Landry. As a miraculous showing against Arizona, we're we're zero and four. And I think a lot of people looking from the outside could have said Steelers maybe deserve well deserve to be maybe if you if you want to say the opposite way, then we should have made the field goal against Baltimore. So we're one and three coming out of these games. Right, played well enough to beat Baltimore. I think played well enough to beat the Cardinals. Um, didn't play well enough to beat San Diego. I still, I mean, if I'm a San Diego fan, I'm a Steeler fan. I can't figure out how the hell the Steelers won that game. Uh, and then, um, and then didn't really play well enough to beat the Chiefs. Uh, but I'm just saying, if you look at it on paper, the Steelers should have won the two games that they lost, and they should have lost the two games that they won. Not taking into account what actually happened in any of the games, just saying by virtue of the record standings in the league at the time the games were played, this is what should have happened. It didn't happen. Yeah, and that happens a lot in the Tomlin era. Well, I think. Uh, well, I, like, I don't want to. I don't want to say that the, this uh, the two and two record or the the play against the Chiefs or the I mean clearly the Ravens game we should have won uh, so we should have made those kicks but I look I don't think I don't come out of the Chiefs and this is like a disappointing result um, I mean well clearly it is a disappointing result but I'm not you know I'm not gonna I don't think this says anything about the team overall um, I think with Ben back now uh, four and three 
I think it's perfectly fine, and it sets us up now uh, for at least a playoff spot because of how bad the AFC is. Um, and I, you know, the division probably still isn't out of the, out of the the grasp here, given that we still play Cincinnati twice. It's not out of reach, but it just puts a lot of pressure on this week with Ben coming back, whether he's not a hundred percent or maybe rusty. I mean, they have to win this game because if they go to four and four with the Bengals going to seven zero, then yeah, then the division's gone, and then you're four and four with Ben back, then the playoffs are, you know, with four losses, that's gonna be that may make it tough to make the playoffs. So they just have to win this game. Yeah, I mean, I think well, Cincinnati look, Cincinnati would have been a must win, win or lose this game, right? I mean, you know, uh, beat the Chiefs, we're five and two, but you have to beat Cincinnati, right? Cincinnati's a must win. No matter what, but I, I agree. I mean, look, you don't want to be four and four coming out of this Cincinnati game. You can be. I, I still think it gets you in because I think the AFC is just awful, got awful this year. Um, but I agree with you. I think you know since this Cincinnati game is huge, and this is uh, you know this is a a nice test for this team, um, and it comes again just like every Steeler game has come this year at the wrong time. Um, but the schedule the schedule has not been nice to the Steelers. Um, you don't want to play without your starting quarterback. And then immediately go into a Thursday game, but we did. You don't want your quarterback to then come back and have to immediately play their six and zero division leading rival, um, but we are Luckily, coming off a bye week too. Yeah, and they're coming off a bye week, right? But we are. Um, but this is a team, Cincinnati, that we have basically owned uh, or did own for the entirety of last season. Uh, neither of those games were particularly um, tough for the Steelers. They they had the lead in both games uh, for the majority of it. Um, and ended up winning comfortably in both games. And I don't know. I mean, did the Cincinnati Bengals scare you guys this year? Uh, not, not in, not particularly. The Steelers scare me more than the, than the Bengals do and more the situation than the Steelers. Just Ben coming back and the unknown there. Um, I, I'll just say this. Uh, the Steelers offense is going to have to win this game. Defense, defense, I think can play well enough. Andy Dalton is not a giant threat. If they get to him, I think they can. Um, they could take him out of his game. And I, and I and I'm I'm pretty sure Butler Butler he, he he'll he'll be he'll have some schemes ready to go for these guys, but um it's it's really the offense. Antonio Brown has to have a good game. Uh, uh, Bell has to have a good game. Uh, Bryant he's got to be involved in the game. Uh, and Ben has to be he's got to be on. He can't be off. The passing game has got to be on in order to win this game. There's no two ways about it. If they're not, then they're going to lose the game. And I and I do think the division is a lost cause at that point. Oh yeah, of course. Um, and uh, you know, uh, playoffs would take a would take a very serious run then. Um, so no, I, don't, I think they, they have to deal a loss to Cincinnati. They have to go one up on them in the in the tiebreaker. Crap! Put the pressure on them when the Steelers roll into into Cincinnati later in the year. Hopefully, the it'll be a tight division race at that point, and uh, and and you know, and then the Steelers can take the division from them uh, by by coming into into Cincinnati and winning the game. Uh, but it all starts this week, and and we had this conversation last year about these kind of you know. We had these conversations about this very situation. About this, about no, about this game. It was it was going into Cincinnati. We were we were going to Cincinnati last year. We were coming off of a loss. We had lost to the Saints. The season seemed like it's it's over now. If we don't beat Cincinnati, the season is over. We're going to miss the playoffs. We're definitely not going to win the division. Um, 
We had to go to Cincinnati, a team that was hot. And we went in there, and we put we put 40 on them, and we rolled them. Um, and I'm not saying we're going to do the same thing this week, right? This is a different situation. Um, but I, I don't I don't feel the same. A lot of Steelers fans are you know kind of freaking out. Like, oh my God, we're going to get Ben back for Cincinnati. Like, this is terrible. He needed a game. He needed to play a game for this. You know, he's, like you said, Mike, the rust factor comes in. Um, I don't know. I'm just not that worried. I'm just not that worried about this game. This is a home game for the Steelers. We're not going to Cincinnati. We're going to be home. The home crowd. The crowd's going to be insane. Um, you know, because it's Ben's first game back, because it's against the Bengals, because this is finally, finally, we get to see our offense at full strength, and it has been forever. It feels like forever, because it was really week seven. It was really against, it was the last time we played Cincinnati at home, was the last game of last year, the last regular season game last year, which is the last time this, this offense was at full strength. Um, and by that, I mean we had Bell, Brown, Bryant, and Ben. Now here we are. Okay, we play the Bengals. We have the full complement. They're coming off of a bye week. They're undefeated. Cool. They're, they feel like they're on top, and this is their chance to take it over. And I, I just think the Steelers are, again, I'm not afraid because I feel like the Steelers are still the better team. I don't I don't believe that this Chiefs game, because the Chiefs threw 23 on us, and we threw three, three, three turnovers, I don't think that this means that the defense took a giant step back or that there's something that can be exploited now. Um, I, I just I feel the same way I did coming out of, Whatever game you want, coming out of the 49ers game, coming out of the Chargers game, coming out of the Cardinals game. You know, pick, we'll pick a game. I feel the same way, which is that this team is loaded with talent offensively. And defensively, they're far better than I could have ever expected them to be. Um, is it possible with Cincinnati? Sure. But I don't, I don't think it's going to happen because, like I said, this team is just so chock full of talent. If Ben has an off day, you can still lean on Le'Veon. You can lean on the defense. We've done it without Ben uh, against, against just as good a team in, in Arizona at home, um, you know, I should this shouldn't this this shouldn't be uh, a hugely tough game for the Steelers to win. I think the Bengals are coming in with something to prove because they're six and zero and they're at the top of the division, and they're they're going to come in there to try to prove that they deserve to be at the top of the division, and uh, and they know if they win that they're going to knock us out, and basically, I mean, they could cruise to the end. So actually, it wouldn't surprise me. If they did win and go to seven and zero, that they kind of choked down the stretch because they're the Bengals or the Bungles. However, I mean they have a lot of weapons and um, and like I said, they're going to come there with something to prove. But in Pittsburgh, just like you said, Tony, it's going to be a coming home or a coming out party for this team where they have all their weapons back and uh, and and Ben, you know, possibly being rusty. I am a little worried about that, but. I think, like you said, he could have probably played last week, so he's going to be anxious to play. And I think they're just going to come out. They they could come out and just, you know, put up 20 to 30 in the first half and just uh, take over the game quickly. That's what we need to see. Do you think Brown might be a little excited about Ben coming back? Yeah, do you think do you think Bell might be a little bit uh, excited to get back into the passing game a little bit? I mean, there's so many parts of this team that are just – you know, I mean, look, Brown had a great game last week, but I think there's so many parts of this team that just it it it, it isn't us, right? We we aren't we we weren't winning Steeler style football games these past four weeks. We were doing it with you know just whatever we could possibly muster. Now we, we have the full complement again. Like, let's do this thing for real and bring it on, Cincinnati. I agree with you, Mike. I think we might just blow the doors off this thing. I think I think there's a real possibility of that. Everybody thinks that you just don't know it because you haven't seen it. 
and you don't know what condition Ben is in. I mean, the offense is built for that, and uh, but I mean, it, it can't be like just turning on a switch, can it be? They just show up and guys are open and he hits them and he's got time to throw and everything just clicks. I mean, I hope it's like that. Well, I think okay. Well, let, let's just let, let's just go back. You know, the Steelers had a preseason that was one to forget, right? Everybody thought this is just this is just rough. I mean, this whole team is just rough. Who knows what's about to happen? And we stroll into New England. New England. We're going to New England for uh, you know, for their home opener, right? And for the first the first three or four possessions of that game, the offense is just moving up and down the field at will. Now we didn't score touchdowns. We would later fix against every other team we played, but. Um, I, look, I, you know, it's it's. I think it's the same kind of thing, right? Yes, this team hasn't played together in four weeks, or you know, with Ben in four weeks. But I don't think it's going to be completely new to the offense. I think I and I think uh, the fact that Ben set out last week is a good thing, not a bad thing. You don't want to re-injure this knee injury. You want him to come out and be as fresh as possible. He's got, and I said this, you know, during the game this week because it felt like it, it might happen. I said, you know, Landry can't help but be successful in this offense. Because there's just so much talent. There are plays, and there were plenty of them in the game on, on Sunday, where Landry just, he just kind of threw it up. I'm going to, whatever, throw it up to whoever, um, and they'll come down with it, right? And I think a lot of plays were to A-B that way. Ben can do the, you know, Ben, ben can do the same thing, but A, he, you know, he knows the offense better. He can put guys in, in a better position. You know, just go back and rewatch that San Francisco game. It's scary how much, you know, how, how much he clicks with this offense. And how much this offense clicks with him, and then you take him out of it and watch what happens to this offense. I'm not as scared. I'm not as scared. I'm not as scared of, of you know what's oh no what's going to happen to our offense with Ben back. What if he's rusty? I'm just not scared of that. It'd be far worse if he weren't playing, right? I mean, even if he is rusty at the beginning, uh, I mean, into the second third quarter, he's going to be on. I mean, they, they just have so much talent that he's got to be on sooner or later. It's just a matter of if the defense can. Keep him in the game. Yeah, I mean, because Cincinnati has a has a lot of weapons. Yeah, I mean, worst worst case scenario, it starts off like New England did, and they just roll right down and they get two touchdowns. But at what point in this game do you feel like, well, can't win now, right? How many points does Cincinnati have to put up early in the game before you feel like, yeah, Steelers can't they can't come back from this? Twenty one. No, I mean, it's a, it's a lot. I mean, yeah, if it's twenty one or twenty eight, and you still have the whole second half to go, this team can score four or five touchdowns in a half. Right. And they could turn it on like a light switch, I would hope. And are we really thinking that this defense is going to give up three touchdowns, three, four? I mean, you know, the, the I guess the worst case scenario here is that Ben does come out rusty, but it manifests itself in turnovers. He's overthrowing guys, and it, it lands in safety's hands, or balls are getting tipped, and weird things are happening. But those are, but that's not to me. That's just a that's a fluky. He had the fluky game, and it was against the Chiefs, lost by ten with Landry Jones starting, of course. And then, you know, granted, Cincinnati's a better team, but. I think Steeler fans just make two. I, I get that it's Cincinnati, and I get that they're six and zero, and they've been rolling teams, and they look good. But look down their schedule, and, and you know, give me the two or three good teams that they've beaten this year. Because you know, and I get that there's no good teams in the NFL, so there's no one that they can beat. But if we go over their schedule, it's Raiders, Chargers, Ravens, Chiefs, Seahawks. They're one legitimate win, and the Bills. I wouldn't say those are any really bad teams, but no great teams. I mean, they're just so those are teams that are up and down. Yeah. I mean, I really think they're their second best. Any of those with a winning record? Uh, no. <laughs> the, uh, the Raiders are actually closest. The Raiders actually of of all those teams, the Raiders have the best record. They're three and three. 
And did they play the Cardinals? Were they in that list? The Cardinals, they have not played the Cardinals yet. That's very And they go to Arizona. They don't play Arizona at home like we did. They go to Arizona. Hell, they haven't played St. Louis mm-hmm. yet. And St. Louis with Gurley is a lot better than when, you know, we played Gurley week one. We, we might have got lucky there. Or not, we, we played Gurley in his first game. Week three. We played them in week, week three. Week three, but, but I, what I meant was it's the first game that Gurley played of the year. And we didn't get lucky. We lost our freaking Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> okay. You're right. We probably didn't get, I, I, lucky was the Good point. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, I think, I think, uh, I think everyone, I don't know, too much is made out of the game. It's possible we lose. It's possible. It's Cincinnati. They've beaten us before. But, you know, the, the last time they really, they really beat us, that it was a bad game, I think was, Two years ago, and it was because the offense just could not move the ball. I have a very hard time believing that the, this offense is going to struggle at all with Ben Roethlisberger. It, it, it didn't. It hasn't yet. This offense, without, um, you know, uh, even without Le'Veon in those first two weeks, didn't struggle to move the ball. Even with Bell or Le'Veon or Bryant. And we got the boss now. And we got the boss. So field goals are, are a, that's the thing. Factor this in, okay? Bryant has had two touchdowns since he's played. Since he's been back. He's only been back for two weeks. He has two touchdowns already. Ben Roethlisberger hasn't thrown him a pass yet. Ben Roethlisberger has, he's all, you know, Brian's already killing it with our backups. Brian's a good killer, man. Brian is a killer. He is. Give, give him Ben Roethlisberger. Give Ben Roethlisberger running around. You know, that's the other thing. We don't, how many plays have we seen where, where our quarterback's running around like a maniac and then making a play? And I know Vic ran, but Vic just ran. He didn't run and throw. Um, but yeah, Ben's, I think the receivers miss that, Ben's especially been, Antonio Brown. Yes, and there's so much talent on this offense that when Ben starts to run around and, and, and you know, do his Ben thing, he's not throwing to, you know, Emmanuel, well, I mean, Emmanuel Sanders, but he's not throwing like Jericho Cotre anymore, right? He's throwing to Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell or Martavis Bryant or even Marcus Wheat, and any of those guys can make huge plays. How did you like opening the game with two passes to uh, Martavis Bryant? Boy, I'll tell you what. The Steelers, and I don't know if it was the game plan this week or if it was just Landry wanted to go deep, but they wanted they wanted the splash play in this game. I think they they uh, they wanted to get easy scores from those. Well, oh, that would break the Chiefs. I mean, I think that was that might have been. You know who probably asked for that? Butler probably asked that. He probably said, "Hey, get me a quick touchdown lead. Give me a quick two touchdown lead, and I will destroy Alex Smith." Okay, and he would have. Yeah. He would have. Um, that change because that changes the complexion of the entire game, um, and they just just didn't connect. So, no, but I think uh, I think that might change this week. You, I just I, I don't know. You know, I've been I've been I've been wrong before. I will be wrong again. But I have a really hard time imagining a Steeler offense with Ben Roethlisberger hurt or not hurt, brace or no brace. I, just be careful because I can remember being on this podcast. And we've done it for is this the tenth season we're doing this for? Mm-hmm. Uh, saying I can't see how, and then fill in the thing. Um, this bad thing could happen to the Steelers. Steelers can't do this to this team or that team, or I can't see how that team can do this to the Steelers. And then turning on the game and watching exactly that happen. You talking about like a three peat? <laughs> we talked about a three peat. <laughs> you guys talked about a three peat after we won one though. <laughs> You guys might have mm-hmm. jumped the gun. It was halfway through the next season. Hey, I'll just tell you that we one for the six. thumb in 81, one for the thumb in 81 opened, I don't know if it was against the Oilers or the Cowboys. I think it was the Oilers. The Steelers yeah. going for their three-peat back in 81 and the fifth Super Bowl win destroyed whoever it was that they opened the game. I think it was the Oilers. I think it was game the of the season. And they ended up losing um, a Monday night game to those same Oilers to miss the playoffs for the first time in nine seasons. Um, so, 
things change. <laughs> yeah. You want to do? Uh, you want to do score predictions? Do you have? Do we have yes. scores? All right. I will go first here since I. I've already pretty much told you guys how I feel about this game, and like I said, I don't think we should be that worried. It's Ben Roethlisberger throwing to Martavis Bryant, Antonio Brown, and handing off to Le'Veon Bell. Um, you know, I, I could think of worse situations for this team to be in right now. So I, I think I think the Steelers' offense continues to put up points. Um, I, I think that defensively, uh, I think we're going to be able to get to Dalton. You know, their 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 game plan should be to to dump, dump, dump every play, just like Smith did. But that's not this. That's not their offense, right? You're not running. You're not running five yard hook routes to AJ Green all day, right? They're going to want to run those seven step drops, try to beat our secondary with AJ Green. They, the Mitchell and Golden have to play. Disciplined. You cannot allow AJ Green to go nuts on us. Um, you know that will be that will be a problem. But you know, hopefully they're up. To, he has been up. The, the secondary has been up to that challenge all year. We haven't really had deep bombs uh, beating us. Uh, we've been bigger on missing tackles. Um, but I think the Steelers win. You know, I think they win twenty twenty seven to seventeen. And that's probably closer than you know the, the the score. It probably is. I think they you know they get an oh by the way win at the end there. Um, look, this defense the defense has a ton of talent on it. The Chiefs took the Chiefs took it away. Uh, they took away what we like to do. Um, it's possible that the, the Bengals were shift their entire offensive game plan and, and do the same thing. But I think the real worry for us is not going to be Cincinnati. It's going to be Tom Brady. Uh, it still is Tom. It was Tom Brady. It still is Tom Brady. How do we stop an offense, the best offense in football, at thinking and dunking? Being that that seems to be the thing we can't stop, but that's for a different podcast. I think in this game, the Steelers win 27-17. 27-17? Is that bad? It's not the score that I would – that's not the kind of score I'm expecting. I'm interested to hear what Mike's going to say, unless you want me to go right now. Mike, do you have a score? Uh, yeah, I'm ready for a score. So I think that it's going to be a high-scoring game. Once again, I'm going to predict the Steelers getting two two-point conversions. Oh, I got the score I forgot at two thirty. Conversions. Yeah, two-point conversion. You got to believe that they're just going to oh, jump course. on that again, right? Oh, with back in. So, um, I do worry about their tight end. What's his name? Uh, Eifert. Eifert. That's right. So I worry about that and not being able to cover him. Uh, and then their other guy, AJ AJ Green, going deep. I'm not sure I'm too much worried about the running game. I guess we need to get to it back. Do we know if he's going to play? He said maybe not. He said maybe, maybe not. They wanted, He's trying to be smart and not re-injure it because it's in a bad spot. Yeah, that's going to be tough. I think that may hurt us on the on the running game if he's not there. Anyway, 33-27, Steelers win in a high-scoring game. Wow. Exciting game. That is an exciting game. So uh, if you're playing fantasy, pick some of the Steelers this week. But don't take the defense. <laughs> I don't think that's team. probably true. No argument there. No. You know, the Steelers defense didn't in a in a stretch here where we've really been getting turnover after turnover after turnover. Uh, it was a difference maker that Kansas City did not turn the ball over to us. They didn't give us a short field. Um, you know, it's kind of been what the this team has been living on for the past. We're going to need turnovers against Cincinnati. I, I do think that. I think that turnovers um, will be a key here. Got to get at least one. It's very hard to play a perfect. Game and I give Alex Smith credit. He handled the ball a lot of times, a lot of plays, uh, and and you know we tried to bring pressure and he had to throw it away and he had you know he had to he had to make some decisions and he did not make the big mistake. 
And that probably is the reason they won the game because I think if we, if the Steelers were the beneficiaries of a couple of turnovers in that game, um, Steelers probably win that game. Yeah, even, or, even just one turnover would have been huge for that team. Yeah. So you got to give them credit for that. They did, they knew what they had to do. They had a, you know, they, so, uh, so, um, before I give you my, my score, I got to do quick, quick, two quick things, um, related to the score, though. Mm-hmm. Building up to the score. It's a big build up thing. Okay. So grab a soda or something for this. Excited. Um, okay. So first I want you to imagine yourself a Bengals fan. Okay. You're a Bengals fan. Cause we're, you know, this whole podcast. No, is can't do it. Steelers perspective. And, uh, you know, I, yeah, right. I know you have to like, Dude, uh, it's like not, it's, I can't it's, actually say what yeah, I want to say. It's a nightmare scenario. You, know, you got to just like, you know, uh, Think of a Peyton Manning with cable TV, that kind of thing. Right. Okay. Now you're you're sort of like a Steelers fan with cable TV. Okay. So uh, uh, now you're a Bengals fan, and so you're looking at your team. You're like, man, we're six and zero, and nobody gives a shit about us. And uh, we beat all these loser teams that you know, like, oh, we beat the Seahawks, but it turns out the Seahawks suck. And you know, right down the line, nobody with a winning record. And um, you beat the Ravens, and they suck. And uh, the Ravens should have lost to the Steelers even. They should be winless right now. That's how bad they are. Um, okay, so uh, now we're going to play the Steelers. We've got to go to Pittsburgh. Damn it. How come we have to go to Pittsburgh? And then they didn't have – earlier in the season, they didn't have Bell. They didn't have Bryant. Ben was hurt. Why couldn't we play against Vic? Why couldn't we play against this third-string guy, Landry? Nobody's heard of him except for in Oklahoma. That's the only people that ever heard of this guy. How come we don't get to play him? Okay, so Bengals fans are pissed about that, and they're scared. You know why they're scared? Because the freaking Steelers' offense is world class, and they know it. They know it as well as anybody. Um, and uh, and they're going to have to play it, and they're going to have to play it uh, when it has. It's, it'll be it's, it'll be like a reunion. Okay, it's going to be like a celebration. You talked about it earlier. First time, all of the killer bees on that offense are going to be together on the same field in a real game since week 17 of last season. Okay. Um, and, uh, so Ben hasn't played a game in four weeks. He's pent up, ready to play. Antonio Brown hasn't been involved in a game in all that time. You are, imagine yourself on a road trip. You are on an interstate highway, wide open road. You ain't nowhere near a city. There's nothing. You're nowhere near civilization. And you are in the left lane, stuck behind a godforsaken tractor trailer in the left lane, next to a tractor trailer in the right lane. One of them's going 55 miles an hour on the dot. And the other one's going 55 and a half miles an hour in the left lane. You're in your car. How freaking frustrated are you right now? Okay. Think about that. Now you're not just in any old car. Forget about your, your Chevrolet or your Toyota Camry or whatever you're driving. Okay. Now you are in a freaking Ferrari, not just any Ferrari. You are in a freaking F Ferrari, like an F50. I don't even know what they make anymore. Uh, you're in, you're in a 250 mile an hour Ferrari. Okay, you're in first gear at 55 miles an hour, okay, and you're waiting for this truck. Now, that truck finally moves over, finally moves over after four weeks. What are you going to do? What are you going to do with your Ferrari, okay, when that truck moves over? You are going to freaking, you are going to go all out, and that's what I expect the Steelers to do this week. They are not holding anything back on these Bengals. That offense is going to put on a show this week if they can, if Ben is, if Ben can step into his throws, if he doesn't have pain. And he can throw and, and there's no other stupid injuries. This team, Ben is putting up, Ben is putting up 400 yards. There's going to be six touchdown passes. The defense is going to store because Andy Dalton is going to, is going to, he's going to get rattled. Uh, and the Steelers are going to lay out 54 points on these guys, 29 against 54, 29 Steelers. And that's what it's going to be like. Whoa. Wow.
Wow. We're dropping 50 on them? Listen, if we drop 50 on the Cincinnati Bengals this week, I don't know. I, 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 that, this might be – I always said I might, you know, I'm probably going to have a heart attack. Okay, so this will be, be the, the equivalent of what I described. Remember a couple weeks ago I talked about the 6-0 and Saints coming into Pittsburgh against Bill Cowher's awesome defense? Well, we're going to do what we did to the Saints defensively in that game. We may do to the I'm, – I'm, I'm predicting we're going to do to the Cincinnati Bengals offensively. In this game, we're going to knock them out of the season. How many did we score against the Colts last year? 51. Not that, 51. I, not that I have it memorized by heart, but I do. And, <laughs> and that was back-to-back with another big score. Yeah, Ravens were the other game. Was it in the 40s? That was in – there was both six touchdown passes back-to-back weeks. One, the Colts, the other, Ravens, and I don't remember the score of the Ravens. What was the final score of the Ravens? Uh, that was 42 to – 16, I think. Oh, no no field goals, nothing? No, Boz is going to be involved. Everybody's going to be involved in this. Everybody. Not that I have those two games memorized, but I believe it's so we So we scored 92 points in two games. We should have that memorized, Joe, the 92 points. I think points. you guys said it. 92 19, points, points four, baby. I think, yeah. I think you guys made Finally that made up for last year. Uh, maybe we did. So um, I guess a couple things from Joe's uh, well, 44 points. It's big. Because we went for two. 43-23. We went for two. Oh, okay. That's, uh, that's good. It wasn't 92 points then. 94 points. 94 right? points. Hey, who's counting though? Okay, so I learned that Ben drives a Ferrari and Landry Jones and Michael Vick drive tractor trailers. They drive the tractor trailers. That's what trying to say there? Yeah. <laughs> that was a good analogy. Okay, so I'm looking at the stats that we don't really like to believe in too much, especially the Steelers' stats. Defensive total yards given up. They're 24th in the league, giving up 376 per game. And we already discussed on previous podcasts that's a lot attributed to an offense that has a lot of three and outs. Okay, when Ben's out. Guess what? Cincinnati Bengals, they're 6-0, and right? Mm-hmm. Guess where their defense ranks, if you believe anything in these stats. I'm going to guess they give, I'm gonna guess lower. Not lower. They give up 370 yards per game. They are ranked 22nd in the league, and they're 6-0. and Now are we ready to have a field day on this defense? <laughs> it's because all their, all their games are a track meet. Everybody's bombs away, bombs away. Well, they're about to meet the best bombs away team in the league. Did they blow anyone out where some of those yards are, oh, by the way, yards that don't mean anything? They blew out, uh, they blew, okay, so their game, they're, they had two blowouts this year. Well, three blowouts this year. They blew out the Raiders, 33-13. They blew out the Chiefs, 36-21. And they blew out the Bills, 34-21. They're high flying. Look, this, this is a team that put, they, they don't, you know, they, they have not given up, uh, less than 20 points since week two. To, they gave up 19 to the Chargers, okay? They gave up 20 points every single week since. They should have lost to the Seahawks, and they, came, they, were, they were able to come back in that game. That was a home game for them. Um, then they blew out the Bills, but the Bills were, I believe that was EJ Manuel started that game, um, not Tyrod Taylor. Uh, the Bengals are still the Bengals. They, I agree with you. Their defense has been underperforming for them, but their offense has vastly overperformed. Um, Dalton's playing out of his mind good. If you look at Dalton's stats this year, he's – He's on fire. He's absolutely on fire. Um, but but he doesn't usually have good games against the Steelers, even though he has other good games right. all year. The Steelers seem to have his number. He's thrown two interceptions all year. He's thrown like 12 touchdowns, 14 touchdowns. Um, 14 touchdowns, two interceptions. You know, he's he's had a quarterback rating of over 100, I think, in every game. Um, you know, he's, look, he's, he's having a phenomenal year. But he's still Andy Dalton, and it's still he's still coming into Pittsburgh, and the crowd is going to be absolutely nuts, and it's going to be Ben Roethlisberger's first game. 
And I and you have to think that this offense is not going to come out and just sputter right away. Um, if we get ball first, and we should get, we should take ball first. We should go right down and score seven points and say, "Okay, Andy Dalton." We should Mike score eight points. Eight you're right. You're right. <laughs> we should score eight points. Okay, and then uh, and then we say, "Okay, Andy Dalton, there you go. It, we, you know, it's eight nothing. You're in Pittsburgh. Good luck." And if we're looking for one other reason why we're going to win this game, we're wearing the Bumblebees this week, and we've never lost in the Bumblebees. So, sorry about you. Sorry about you, Cincy. The Bumblebees. You know, if they win this game, I might have to get a Bumblebee jersey. I never thought I'd say I, this. I know. You know what? I think but it's going to get right. very compelling. They are ugly, but I think I agree with you. I might want to own one of those. Because, you know, when we're in Pittsburgh, people wear them, you know. And they got to be mesmerizing for the other team. That's what I'm saying. I do. I think it's, like, distracting to the other team. They can't, like, cover, and they lose their balance and stuff, you know. Who Whose jersey would you get right now if you had to pick a Steeler? I know you're more of a defense guy. Oh, yeah, but if I were going to get a Bumblebee jersey, that would probably be one of the killer bees. I'd have to think about which one. I mean, I'm a big – probably Antonio Brown just because – just because on this podcast, when I picked him as MVP of the <laughs> discovered season, him. you go. two gave me so much crap. And I could just every, I could just do this every podcast. I could just bring that up every single time and go, "You guys don't know nothing." I called AB. You guys were you guys ridiculed me for calling AB. <laughs> well, because you okay, we didn't say that he was. So a then bad I would player. wear his jersey and point yeah. out to you guys. It was two. It was because he had two plays. Yeah, they we were, were just great saying plays. like you can't be an MVP for two good plays. Uh, yeah, I kind of did the same thing with Bryant. You guys were telling me shut up with the Bryant thing. Wait, you know, with Texas Joe with game. this, did Joe, did Joe predict, did we give out awards back then, like, uh, biggest potential or anything like that? No, we only gave did out. Did biggest potential? No, he, remember, he once gave our player of the year to, uh, Sepulveda. Remind the audience who the Pulva, Sepulveda is. I think if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know who Sepulveda is, you're not a real fan. Go back and listen to the archives. Could right? be a young. They fan. know who he is. Yeah, they but know who he is. He was Pulva. a punter that made tackles, <laughs> and, he, no, and we no, needed no, no, him to he make was a, tackles. No, 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 no. He was a punter. He was a punter who had to make tackles and did. Okay, in a season where we gave up multiple multiple kick returns. That were the difference in games. He made tackles, uh, touchdown saving tackles that would have cost us even more games. Absolutely the right pick for MVP that season. <laughs> Alright, I got a, I got a pop quiz. Pop quiz. How many, how many 100 yard games did Le'Veon Bell have last year? Pop quiz. Last year. I don't know. 10? Oh, that's a trick question. Let me think. Let me think. Oh, I really have no idea. How many does uh... he have this year? How many does he have this year? How many does lead, how many does lead Okay, down? so now I know what you're leading to. He has as many this year as he had last year, so probably four. So he, this year, I believe he only has three this year. Um, this year, I believe he has three. Last year, he had four. All of last year, he had four. That's crazy, but total yards from scrimmage every game last year was nuts. had an average like over 100 right, right. easily. But he's, I mean, look, he's breaking off. He, he's at, okay, so if we're going to go over, yeah, we need He's fun to watch. I, I'd probably get his jersey or Antonio Brown's. I mean, you definitely have to have a guy that's going to be on the team for a while. You can't go yeah, picking yeah. a jersey for guys. Those would probably be my top. Are there any yeah. defensive players you would get a jersey for? Yet? Uh, or yeah. Are we all waiting to see with all? Hayward. No, Hayward. I'd do Hayward for sure now. Do it. Do it. Do it probably, but hey, but do it's kind of new, you know. So Hayward, he's been doing it for a while, and uh, you know, he settled his lawsuit thing or whatever about wearing his dad's 
name yeah, on his uh, yeah, settlement thing with the NFL. Yeah. What was the settlement? I didn't hear it. Um, it was less than the full amount of the fine. Oh, they didn't have to pay the fine, but did he stop doing it? Because I, I don't recall it. it. Yeah, he's going to stop doing it, and they said if uh, since he's going to stop doing it, they will reduce his fine. They didn't say what they reduced to. Yeah, and they're yeah. going to um, donate something. They worked out a deal with him to help him with his with some cancer yeah. thing he's doing on the side. That's or good. That's good. I mean, I can understand the NFL doesn't want everybody doing something. So, uh, okay. So, um, yeah, no, that was crap. That was crap. They should just know. They should just let him. Who wants to throw iron head on his thing? They should just let him. I hate. I him. was thinking of a yeah. I was thinking of a defensive jersey to get. I mean, I'd, I'd like to get one of the linebackers. I'm just not sure which one. I mean, Bud Dupree keeps coming up. He just yeah. keeps making plays. Yep, he just keeps making plays. Why and then, and then even we're fine. Like over in the long even Shazier. Did you did you see Shazier close on Alex Smith when he was in the end zone? I mean, that almost was a safety. He just yes. You saw him going after him, and it was like, man, if Alex doesn't see him, yeah. he's going to be there before he knows it. He was he made that he huge, got rid of the ball. He had a huge sack uh, in the game as well. Him and Hayward, or no, him and Timmons had a huge sack in the game as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, Shazier's great. Defensively, we're fine. We are fine. The next five years of Steeler defense is going to be fine. We have to get a corner. You know, hopefully Golson gets healthy and we can play him next year. Um, you know, we can. We'll, we'll probably have to draft a safety or maybe another corner. But overall, this future of this team with with Jarvis Jones and Bud Dupree and Ryan Shazier. I mean, Tuit, McClendon, Hayward. It's just like. We have an overlook. You know, I feel bad for Sean Spence because Sean Spence played great, absolutely fantastic in uh, Shazier's absence. And, you know, unfortunately, he's going to have to sit the bench now because Shazier. I agree. Shazier, you know? Yeah, and it, I mean, I would think that they're going to put him in the game, you know, a lot to spell these guys here and there. But I didn't. I don't remember seeing much of him in the last game. Yeah, he was out there a little bit. But again, you know, it's, it's one of those things where he just doesn't get the amount of reps, so he can't make the amount of plays. Yeah. Right? It's tough, but, I mean, it's it's because... You know, this team is kind of overloaded. It's not great defensive talent yet, right? No no one on the defense I don't think you could call great. Maybe Hayward. No one's great, but they're all really good, and they're getting better week over week. Um, and it's just gonna, I think it's just going to keep going that way. Cincinnati's in for a rough one. I, if I'm Cincinnati, I'm not happy. And then if you look at our schedule after this, I mean, this is a great stretch for Ben to come back because it's three straight home games. We have Cincinnati this week. Then we play the up-and-comer Oakland Raiders. And then we play the Cleveland Browns. And then we have our bye week. Three, three games all at home, and you have Oakland coming east. It's not a bad schedule. That's good. It's not a bad schedule. Yeah, for just got to win this one, man, and then the rest of the season falls into place. Got to win this game. Yeah. It's a pivotal game here. Yeah. If you win this one, you, you're hoping to go into the bye week then, you know, with seven wins, right? Seven and three going into the bye week, that's not bad. You come out of the bye week, um, and, okay, now you've got that tough part of the schedule, but seven and three is where, you know, I think we went back on the podcast, and we all said seven and three is where you want to be at the end. And what are Cincinnati's games up to week 11? Um, oh, their next three? Okay, After so us. They play no, through, through our bye week. So when we go into week 11, they'll be going in a week. We'll both be have 10 games. Right. So um, week 12, we come out of the bye week. Because then we'll both have – yeah. Uh, they will be playing uh, – why can I not find their – all right, here we go. I will, okay, so next week, after they play us, they will then have a short week to uh, play a Thursday night football game against none other than the Cleveland Browns. That's an interesting one. That is the trappiest of trap games. Um, then they've got Houston. Then they've got... Where, where's the Cleveland game at? It's uh, in, in Cincinnati. Okay. They'll and, win that. Then they've got at Arizona. 
Their next, so that's their next four. Steelers, Browns, Texans, Cardinals. Oh, they need to play one more, right? Because they had a bye week. And then they play the Rams. So their next, we're looking at their next five. It's at Steelers, home for Browns, home for Texans, at Cardinals, home for Rams. So if they lose the Cardinals and the Rams mm-hmm. and the Steelers, what's that make their record? You just want to look at the next four. You want to, you're looking at a ten game. What yeah, are they through, at ten through games? ten games. Oh, through ten games. Okay, so their ten games are Steelers, Browns, Texans, Cardinals. Right. So I'm saying, okay, so what's their record if they lose to the Steelers? If they go two and two. Two and two, then their record is eight and two. Four, seven, and right three. where we want them. Okay, four, yeah, four, eight, seven, two, and seven, and three. That's right, exactly where we want them. Yep. Yeah, it's exactly where you want because then, then you yeah. go to then you go to Cleveland, you have a showdown, or you go to Cincinnati, you have a showdown with them. Right. Yeah, and it, I mean they have the Rams in there too. That's what I'm saying. I, I think they could lose to the Cardinals and the yeah. Rams. But it's really going to come down to uh, we have to sweep them most likely. We have to sweep them. We should. We probably need help. It would be nice if the Browns or the Ravens could beat them because that gives them a division loss. Not that I mean we need to sweep them anyway, but a division loss would be nice. Um, and then you know, look, they have tough games left. The Cardinals are tough. The Rams are tough. The Broncos are tough. Um, and like I said, they could choke down the stretch to some of those weaker teams. Yeah, yeah, they got the Broncos on the schedule too at the end. Yep, and that's that's in Denver. I believe we played Denver at home. We kind of lucked out in the home away of our, you know, of the the out of conference game because we didn't have to go to Arizona. We didn't have to go to Denver. But we do have to go to Seattle. You know, that's not ideal. But have you guys seen Seattle's offensive line this year? Because uh, Russell Wilson, I believe, is still on pace to set the record. And it's not a good one. It's not a record you want your quarterback breaking. It's the most time sacked in a season record. He's going to beat Derek Carr's record? Yeah, could you believe it? Can you believe No, not Derek Carr. Don't, don't, don't talk bad about Derek Carr. David Carr. Oh, David Carr. I mixed him up. Derek Carr is doing well. Derek Carr's killing it in Oakland. Who does Oakland play this week? Because not to look ahead. But we got Oakland next week, right? Yep. After the Bengals. Uh, this week they play the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, that should be interesting. Yeah. The Heidi game. There's a have – you, have you guys seen the AFC standings lately? Have you, have you guys been looking at this? It's just I can't believe how many bad teams there are in the AFC. First of all, the AFC South, worst division in football, again. But, but this time the Colts aren't even good. The Colts lost to New Orleans this week. I don't know if you guys saw that. But they lost to New Orleans. Bringing them At down. Home. Yeah, I yeah. saw it. Yeah, bringing them to three and four. <laughs> so that division. That is, that's terrible. That division, you know, the Houston Texans, who I think are probably the worst team in football, uh, they're one game back. They're one game back. So is Jacksonville. <laughs> you could be looking at. Watch know, out, Blake Bortles yeah. in the playoffs. It's crazy. It's nuts. It's, um, uh, Blake beat, uh, Blake beat the, your beloved Buffalo Bills there on the other side of the. They did. Uh, they, said, huh. they did. So look, so if you go in the AFC right now, there if you're looking at non-division leaders, we still remain with the New York Jets, who lost this week, as the only teams with winning records who are not leading their division. Steelers and the Jets, that's the list. There are only two other teams that are at 500. They are the Oakland Raiders and Miami Dolphins. I'm not, I'm not a believer in the Raiders yet. I, I'm, you know, I like that they're winning games, but you know, they they have yet to win a game where I've really gone, oh wow, that's you know, this team is for real. If they beat us, then I'll I'll start to say that. But, you know, their wins are Ravens, Browns, Chargers. It's not exactly the who's who in the NFL of quality football. All right. You want to do around the NFL before we wrap this thing up? You guys get a chance to watch it? I know I was – Didn't we kind of just do around the NFL? Kind of. You got more you want to talk about? I was just going to say, I, didn't get, I actually didn't get a chance. Uh, I, I was watching the, the game on the road. I didn't really get, didn't get a chance to watch football. 
unfortunately. You know, I saw I saw some of the Dolphins Texans game, which that game was forty one to nothing at halftime. I saw that Dolphins all of a sudden are turning it around with a new coach. They look like they could actually be I know I picked them to to be in the Super Bowl before the year. They actually could be a threat. I might not have been wrong. Could be right. Then in the NFC not a whole lot going on this week. Alright, anything else before we go? Let's, let's wrap this sucker up. That's going to do it for Steeler Country this week. Thank you all for listening. If you want to leave feedback, SteelerCountry at gmail.com is the email address. The website is SteelerCountryPodcast.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Podcast, or on Twitter, Twitter.com slash SteelerCountry. Uh, and then you can also find us on YouTube or Twitch. Uh, on YouTube, search for Steeler Country. On Twitch, I believe we're twitch.tv slash Country. That's where we record. We, we stream this thing live every Tuesday night. Uh, actually, we're recording it on Monday this week. But that's why you should follow us on Twitter or like us on Facebook so you can get alerted on there. Or you can subscribe to us on either Twitch or YouTube, and you will get alerted that way as well when we go live. Because uh, we do this thing live uh, every week. Try to do it on Tuesdays this week. Like I said, it's on Monday. The only feedback, like I said, SteelerCountry at gmail.com. We will see you next week after we beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Actually, you know, I said that last week. I said we're going to beat the Chiefs, and then we lost. So I should, damn it. Now you have to edit it I out. I think I might have to. I might have to edit it out. But I don't know. It's it's already. I think it's it's too late, right? Don't be jinx. Don't do that. It's not, there's no jinx. I think Doesn't there might matter. be a jinx. There's no jinx. I think I might have jinxed it. I don't think so. It it's the bungles. It is the bungles. Thank you. Appreciate it.